Jason Lee Podcast. All right, welcome back for an all-new episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. So you're going to be seeing fake applause for me here, but real, wait, no, fake there, but just fake everywhere. But it also hurts. Listen, I'm happy to be back in uh, the saddle here at the Jason Lee Podcast. You know, we have so much going on. I have been busy traveling all over the country because, as you know, my work requires me to travel. But I'm happy to announce that I went back to my roots. And if you've been following me on social media, you know that I chose to get me a home in my hometown because you can't call it a hometown if you don't have a home. And not only uh, did I do that to continue the work of the Hollywood Cares Foundation, the I Am Ready Initiative, and all the amazing work we've been doing for the youth out there in Stockton, I now am putting a flag down as a, a, a homeowner, as somebody who's out there gonna get real active in the community, not just on the philanthropic side with the youth, but also get active as a city council member. I Can I, can I do an applause for that too? Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is that a lot of you know me from Hollywood Unlocked and the Jason Lee Show and all my endeavors as an entrepreneur because over the last eight years, I have fed you some of the most meatiest stories and you've sipped on the best tea. But now the big tea is that Stockton is now unlocked because the biggest tea spiller of it all is going there to uh, run for office to change the landscape of how politics are done in the city because the politics over people thing has been happening for years. You know, as an entrepreneur choosing to develop a platform where I can speak to people, millions of people, as you know, there are 6 million people in our ecosystem here at Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, I started out as a union or organizer. I started out as somebody who was working every single day in the hospitals, uh, helping uh, healthcare workers uh, fight for better patient standards, better wages, employer uh, employee protections against bad employers. But more importantly, I was also a community activist and organizing around the Trayvon Martin campaign. Those of you that have been following for a long time, you know. My roots go deep. And when I think about what's been happening in Stockton, it's literally a reflection of cities all over the country where people who look like me, who lead people who look like you, somehow forget their responsibility and obligation. That happened in my hometown of Stockton, specifically on the South Side, District 6. So I feel like when it comes to civic engagement, if you really want to walk the talk, which is something that my union president used to say, he used to say, don't talk the talk, you walk the talk. Whatever you say you want to see, do it. You know, don't wait for Superman. And I by no measure am Superman, but I do believe the superpower I have is transparency, honesty, accountability, and uh, putting my money and my mind where my mouth is. And when I went back uh, home, as I was recently to go and shoot some content, uh, I went around looking at what South Stockton has become. You know, I drive through there going to families' houses, and I'm there all the time because, as you know, I've had a domicile there for a while. I do go home, and uh, frequently I'm all over the city, but I never really stop and look at things. It's just like this one time, Marina, I was riding down the street, uh, I think in Miami or New York or wherever, and I looked up at the mm -hmm. sky and I saw stars, and I couldn't remember the last time I actually stopped to look at stars because I'm so busy in building my career mm -hmm. that when I actually went and started looking, I started noticing that the South Side where I grew up and used to take a lot of pride in walking the streets, even when we had crime, even when we had drugs, even when we had, had whatever, we still had something that felt like family. Like you knew the person on 7th Street. You knew somebody from Spring Street. You knew who lived in Sierra Vista. You knew in that little pocket in which I grew up, you knew people. Now when you're there, everybody is out of the streets because it's so dangerous. Um, you have a, a, a space where you'll see uh, soon 
um, that looks like a food desert because it is one. There's no grocery store. So you can drive a block to go and get tobacco or alcohol, but you got to drive 10 miles to go get food. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at a park where there's a beautiful pool, big old beautiful pool, empty, been empty for years. Why? Because they won't open it. And the city's put resources towards opening it that's been there for a long time. They just failed to act on it. But I did see something other than water. I found a Latino family uh, sitting in front of a tent that they sleep in with their baby. And the fact that all of the bathrooms at the park are locked up and they have to walk a mile just to get resources, diapers, food, and even sometimes to take uh, a number two. She actually showed me a bucket where she takes a number two when she doesn't have the ability to leave her baby. And when I think about the fact that there's been a woman in this area for the last four years who is a mental health specialist uh, who has neglected the community, the community that my family still lives in, the community that my family could potentially die in, I felt a personal conviction to do more. I got money, I got clout, I got fame. I just got invited to the vice president and president's Christmas party, so y'all know I'm up in there. Uh, I got everything that I want, but what I really want is for every other Jason to be able to get it too. Mm -hmm. And there's no way you can see a light at the end of the dark tunnel when you have to walk through crime, food deserts, and a lack of uh, care from this person. And so, you know, it's I, I, I said recently on Facebook, I'm not into mudslinging, but if you know me at Hollywood Unlocked and you know me as a union leader, you know I don't run from conflict, I run to it. I'm excited for the next few months. I'm gonna beat her in the primary, which will be in March. But I'm going to be visible in the community uh, and very active from my nonprofit standpoint. But, you know, people are like, I can't believe Jason's going to run for city council because, like, he already made it. Making it out the hood, if you haven't learned anything else from Nipsey Hussle, doesn't mean you have to leave. It means that you have an obligation to go back. And what I'm doing is not nothing new. Hollywood Unlocked and Jason Lee is new to you. What I'm doing right now in the city is, is not new to everybody who's known me. So I welcome everybody in my wheelhouse to follow me on this journey. If you're not in Stockton, but you wanna be a part of my campaign, share everything you see on social media. If you're a storyteller, write the stories. Shout out to Forbes Magazine that wrote this beautiful article on me and it is out and it encapsulates everything that we have going on. And I couldn't be more proud of myself for doing what I'm doing because I literally am uh, the example of what just a little bit of hope uh, can do. And I want to share this because I, I try, I said I don't want to talk too much about my personal relationships anymore publicly. But today, uh, I was able to, I got a call from Queen Latifah. Mm -hmm. And Dana and I, I don't call her that, but you know, for the audience, Dana and I talked about me running. And I said to her, you got to show up soon so I can give you your flowers, whether it's here, whether it's in Stockton. Whether it's wherever, I need you to. I need to be able to thank you for what you did because you know you have told me I need to do for others what you did for me, and that is what I'm doing now. But she was so proud of me deciding to run, and she was so happy to hear that I'm that I that I've understood the assignment and that the power of my platform is bigger than just making a bunch of money. You know, it it gets very lonely when you make a bunch of money and you can't trust people, but when you make a lot of money and you can do good with it. Why not? So you've you've been in the middle of me deciding to run for city council. What do you think about it all? I listen. One thing about Jason, if he says he's gonna do something, I'm realizing you will do it. So Max. it's cool seeing that. And I told you, I kept getting people DMing me like, "Is this a new role that Jason's landing? Like, is he gonna be like in a show playing a councilman?" I'm the like, city council member mm -mm. next on BET. Nope. 
but you had a real headshot, real everything. Now mm-hmm. you have a house. I'm so happy. I can't wait. I've never been to Stockton, so I really want to oh, go and pull up. Well, we have lots of bedrooms because <laughs> I'm rich. You know, but let me go ahead and say this also. Um, people are like, well, you, you got to change your content now because you're going to be a politician. Hell nah. I'm not running as a politician. I'm running as Jason. Uh, you know, yes, you're going to have to call me Council Member Lee, and I'm going to have a little button, and I'm going to take my oath. But when I get up there and they give me that mic at that city council meeting, I'm going to I'm going to act like a member of the community. I'm going to talk like we talk because code switching is important, but switching up is never going to happen. You know, I don't have a problem sitting next to people who have shared interests, but I do have a problem sitting next to people who just want to be up there because in high school they were bullied for being a loser. And you can look at the Stockton City Council and. See who I'm talking about. But anyway, let's move right along because I have a job to do and that's what you showed up for. It's time for The Tea with Jason Lee. I haven't talked about racism in a long time, but I'm going to do it today because she's here. Sharon Osbourne, as we all know, she's, well, in our opinion, allegedly a racist. Remember when she attacked the Black Lives Matter and told them to give us give them all her money back? Well, why don't you give your money back to the Bat Society after your husband ripped the head off and swallowed that with his sick ass? Anyway, Sharon Osbourne is in the news, and she has the audacity to come for the, the Bible of all vocals, the woman who put all of you to shame. Well, until she passed away. But she's still, she's still the voice. Oprah even said it. Well, Sharon Osbourne recently admitted that she once got checked by Whitney Houston over Bobby Brown. Now, apparently, Whitney thought that Sharon was trying to toot her little British arse up on Bobby Brown back in the day. And even if it would have been his prerogative to make it possible, Whitney wasn't having it. So we all know how much Whitney loved Bobby and vice versa. Let me show you a photo collage of Bobby and Whitney. And this is them hugging. They, you know, that was that good old, that was that good old love that you got addicted to. Well, anyway, on a recent episode of the Osborne's Family Podcast, which nobody over here is listening to, Sharon recalls that Whitney called her checking her during rehearsals for the VH1's Divas duets in 2003. Now, before I play this audio, let me also say I'm getting sick and tired of people talking about the dead. Because she's dead. I mean, Bobby's not. But their relationship died years before she did. Anyway, take a listen. I was um, hosting the Divas for VH1. And um, I was at sound check, and Whitney was up on stage doing her sound check. And her little girl obviously liked watching the Osbournes, mm-hmm. and she came Bobby up Christina. and sat next to me. Gorgeous little thing. And then suddenly her dad came and sat the other side of me, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And she's Whitney's up there singing, and then... She stops singing and the track's still going. And so, you know, slowly the track stops and she goes, Mrs. Osborne. I'm like, are you trying to fuck my husband? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, no, please, I'm not. I went running, running down the aisle and I. No, 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 you you don't understand. No, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't. She goes, let me see that ring. 
And she looked at the ring and said, I'd love you to have it. <laughs> I gave her the ring. Anything. I remember Shoot. the ring. It was this huge square yeah, of just right. pave diamonds. And, and so I, I gave her the ring, threw it at her. I said, I promise you, I'm not interested in your husband. I'm married. And then she goes, all right then, okay. And then she came back and spoke to me. I went back to sit next to her daughter and she goes, we have dentist appointments. We've that second voice was her daughter, Kelly Osborne, who said that she didn't want Donald Trump to make Mexicans leave the country because then who would clean their toilets? Wow. <laughs> Whole damn family is a fool. Um, Sharon, I met you before. I used to be a fan of the Osbournes. Yeah, and I met Jack once on an audition. I've only been on one audition in my career. It was at E! News. We were, gonna, we were going up for something, and he and I were both reading our lines, and I remember being nervous and realizing that I didn't need to audition to E for shit because I have my own platform. That's part of what's okay. amazing about being a business owner. Uh, but um, Sharon, you've never been prettier than Whitney and you've never been more successful on your own than Whitney. I mean, you became a talk show host after your husband had that uh, health issue where he was unable to pay for the family anymore. And then you had to go to work uh, like most people do. And then you became a talk show host on the talk and then we got tired of you talking and you got fired. And then your daughter went out and did her little racist rant on The View, and then we didn't want to hear her views anymore. So now you have a family podcast that nobody's listened to. But we're talking about it because you're talking about one of our fallen icons, Whitney Houston, who's really important to the black community. And you, you are saying she thought you wanted to sleep with that. Um, and not in a disrespectful way, because I was just on Hollywood Squares or Celeb Squares with Bobby. Um, but Sharon... I don't know if your skin has just been pulled so tight that it made your brain have a little moment. What? No, I'm just saying, look at her face. Look at her face. It's sad. That skin is the pulled tighter is than the ass of a bottom in West Hollywood before the <laughs> West Hollywood parade. Well, either way, Sharon, why are you disrespecting Whitney that way? Why? Why? Because she's not here to defend herself. And even if she was, she's from Jersey, which is a city, state, like Stockton, California. She's from uh, uh, Newark. Like Stockton, so she's she's hood, you know. She she's not going to let you play with her man like that. And we all know if you go back to the story of Emmett Till, nothing good comes. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think Sharon's old? What do you think about this? Okay, I don't see anything wrong with this. I'm sorry, and it's not just because she's white too. It's not about that. But I feel like well, we know you're the expert of the panel on you race know issues. What? You know what, Jason? No, it's not about that. But I feel like she didn't say anything wrong. She just said that Whitney was giving very much what I feel like I and a lot of women give. Like, don't be friendly with my man, bitch. And I like that. Yeah. But I don't think she was disrespectful. I thought it was like a cute story. And I feel like a lot of people tell stories about like Prince and Michael Jackson. So they're just icons. And we want to hear stories from the, about them because they obviously are on earth to speak on it. So. She's not an icon. So we don't want to hear. No, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got you know, it. like we want to hear stories about Whitney. Like. Well, yeah. let, me, let me tell you a story about Whitney. The day before she died, she was with me and she showed up and she wasn't supposed to walk the red carpet. And she didn't want anybody to know that she was uh, there. She just wanted to slide in and support Kelly Price, who owes me $900, by the way. And uh, and we had a back and forth moment. And then she she not only walked the red carpet, but she went in and performed. And she gave us the last performance until in, before she died the very next day. I didn't know she performed. That's why I'm telling you that story because you can go look uh it's on uh Hollywood Unlocks YouTube channel for the love of R&B or for the love of Whitney I think is what it is. But the reason why I say that is that's a story that makes Whitney Houston look good. 
That's the story mm. that I can tell you how amazing she was that day. I can tell you how nice she was, how accommodating, how, you know, she was pulling Ray J through the party. He was her plus one. Um, and uh, how, how nice she was to everybody, you know. But those are stories that people don't want to tell about Whitney. They want to tell about when she was on crack, crack is whack, cocaine, when she had an addiction, whether or not she got Bobby addicted first, when she was a lesbian. They want to tell all these bad stories mm -hmm. to try to diminish her legacy because of how important she is to music and the culture. But now I'm not going to do that because remember, we still protecting black women, right? Or did y'all stop when Tori got uh, locked up? I don't know. I, I don't want to hear it. I'd rather hear who her plastic surgeon was or whether or not her daughter's allowed to go to Taco Bell after she said what she said about the Mexicans and, you know, why you want the Black Lives Matter money back because you don't think Black Lives Matter no more. Um, and did your husband give you an STD after you ate that bat? I mean, that's shit we have questions about. Whether or not Whitney Houston wanted you to get off of her man, I mean, who cares? Maybe we blame you for the destruction of their lives because maybe um. if you would have took her man from her. Anyway, you get what I'm saying? I do. But I thought it was a cool story. I don't think it was a look, making her look crazy. No, nah, we protected Whitney at all costs. Period. By Sharon. Coyle Ray. Now, she's saying she's never going to mention her daddy again. This is Benzino, her dad. Everybody knows Benzino is uh, a hip-hop pioneer. He's been around for a long time. That's not age shaming. That's just a fact. Well, he's feeling some type of way about his daughter, Coyle Ray, and Angie Martinez, the icon, pushing this false narrative about him being envious of Koi's success. Now, I don't really know all the success Koi has had outside of Girls Like Players too, because that's the only song that I really know. Um, and success is such a fluid word used in the industry these days. I guess if you go viral on TikTok every other week, that's success. Well, um, the two have had a rocky relationship in the past, and we already know they've been fighting online. There were jeal jealousy claims and... Corey was feeling like her dad wasn't there for her. But as of late, things appeared to be going great. I think they even had a makeup moment. And uh, Zeno's been supporting Koi as her star rises. And even as she gets into the rap beefs, he's been there to have her back. Well, now the beef has gotten even more meaty because Angie Martinez dropped an interview with Koi from June where she again speaks on her father allegedly. I'm going to put that button right there. Allegedly. Being jealous of her ongoing uh, success. And for going further than he did in his career. And this is what she told Angie. How does your father deal with the success? Because that's got to be triggering for him in a lot of ways, too. Triggering or maybe he's just proud. You know, at first it was rocky because I felt like he couldn't handle my success. I felt like it, it did come from an envious place, which is okay because he's human mm -hmm. and it's fine. But I felt like, you know, he want, he still wants like, he's one of those people that feels like, yo, like, I still have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, I still feel like something, I have to say something. Like, no. He's like, I have to say something. <laughs> say like, he's one of those people like, let me at him. I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with that. Do you? Mm-mm. But, I mean, it must have drove Benzino crazy because he posted this on social media. This has to be the most ridiculous shit I've ever had or heard in my entire life on this earth. How the fuck can be envious towards someone I raised, nurtured, provided for, influenced, and loved very dearly? This industry and the internet have completely messed up the minds of this young generation. And I'm tired of her pushing a false narrative about who I am and what I've done as a father. In my 40 years in hip-hop, I've never, ever seen an artist dog their parents out the way Koi does. And it's embarrassing and sad. And one last thing, Angie Martinez knows she doesn't like me, so she's just being manipulative and messy. 
They want me to crash out, but I've worked on myself so hard that I ain't going backwards for anything. But what I won't do is allow anyone to slander my name and push a false narrative on my reputation and who I am. I've shed too many blood, sweat, and tears, survived street wars and indictments. Nope, no more. Well, Benzino also called me. And he told me that he wanted to come on my show and talk about it. But we, you know, we're in the West Coast. He's on the East Coast. And we couldn't do that. So he went and talked to other people, which we won't talk about here. But he did tell me that Koi even called him to press me. Yes. He told me Koi told him, I'll say allegedly. Allegedly. Called him and told him to press me for the whole Blueface Krishan information that I shared. And I was like kind of disappointed because... That's how you get them Rico acts I'm trying to get as part mm. of uh, Nicki Minaj's Christmas tree present. <laughs> when y'all gonna learn that calling people, them days is over. If you calling somebody on me, you might as well just go on and bag it up with them little blue curls you got there. Because the only Smurf looking toy you gonna get playing around with me is an orange jumpsuit little girl. Now, <laughs> still on a roll, <laughs> Benzino continued to call out Angie and then blasted Buster Rhymes for appearing half naked in a Music video with his grown daughter. Take a listen. I never knew that Coy felt this way about me. It hurts. It hurts bad. You know, y'all have just seen the surface of it on the internet, but in real life, it ain't cool. Wish it never happened. You know, I know she got nominated for a Grammy and Lord knows I want her to win it. I, I supported Koi want to do music because that's all she's ever been around. She's only been around studios when she was doing music and I wasn't necessarily uh, with her being half naked on Instagram or talking about certain subjects she did in her music. But, you know, I didn't... That don't mean that I, I didn't want her to do music. I thought she was gonna go to college. I thought I didn't I didn't see her in that light. But she's very successful and proud of her. I know Angie Martinez doesn't like me. I don't like her either. You know what I'm saying? But to sit there and interview my daughter and, and manipulate the situation, she knew what she was doing. You know, I'm not going to call her any names or anything. That there would be the old Zeno. So I'm going to try to keep it respectful. But she was wrong. Um, she's a woman, too. So an older woman. So she should have knew better. You don't play with people's kids. <clears throat> and that's what's so heartening, disheartening about this. You know, a lot of people doing, you know, the whole Busta Rhymes collaboration. Like, he should have reached out to me. Like, you know. You don't do no video with my daughter half naked and, you know, you a grown fucking man. He should have reached out to me and said something. But it is what it is. You know, she's grown. She can do what she want. But I wasn't with that, you know. All I could do is have my opinions from afar. Once they re reach a certain age, it doesn't matter what I think. Well, Benzino, you, you're, I know you're saying this is your daughter and she is your daughter, but she's also, also grown. And you grown and she's grown. And we all know this is what you look like when you ain't talking about your daughter. Take a look at this photo collage of Benzino. 
just nipples everywhere. We've seen your nipples, abs, and everything, Benzino, for decades. This is if if you get one more smash or pass on Hollywood and Log, I'm gonna pass this to somebody else. It's just, it's a lot. Maybe she learned it from you, and so she's grown. The girl's in the she's in the rise of her career now. We don't know how far she's gonna go. And we want her to go all the way, and even if she don't, it's her ascension. Let her live her life and do her thing. Now, Koi ended up addressing your father's remarks and said she's done speaking out. And this is what she said. So for me, um, yep. I don't have to speak on this ever again. Um, he made it very clear that he never wants to speak to me again. So I, I, I just wish that he would respect that. Um, again, the interview was done in June. I haven't said anything since, but respectfully, I just wish that we could just kind of just Keep everything offline moving forward. If you have anything to say, you can call Grandpa Tito. You can call my mom. Just like how you called me last week asking for what you asked. Well, you could have just hit me direct. Like, I'd rather you just do that on a respectful level of just me being your daughter at the end of the day. Like, I don't. we don't got to have a relationship, but I'm still your kid. It is what it is. So just respect the fact that what you're doing is not cool. Um, baby Zeno gotta see it. Taj gotta see it. Everybody gotta see it in the family. Grandpa, my grandfather texted me talking about he breathing machine because he gets so worked up having to see him go online and just to create craziness for no reason, make up things, try to make it seem like I'm, I just don't, it just has to stop. And if you notice, it has been a pattern for some time now, a pattern for some time now, a pattern since he went on clubhouse and did the whole blick blick situation and leaked and leaked the fact that i had the record with nikki since he went and tried to downplay my album sales on trendsetter since he went and tried to like it just seems like every single time instead of you congratulating me and be happy for me you want to go online and try to use me to prove yourself to these people in this industry on why you feel like you didn't get the respect or whatever it is that you deserve i don't want to be a clout kid i don't want to be a clout kid I'd rather us, again, just hit me offline, hit our family, and other than that, let's just, I'll never, ever, ever mention anything in any more. This is the new era. Now we're back into Blueface, Krishan, and Carlissa. You took the words out of my mouth, because I'm like, how crazy is it that the one thing Koi's mad at you about is Blueface, and they act the same, Blueface and Koi, talking about their parents. Well, she ain't mad at Blueface, she mad at Krishan, I mean, yeah, because Krishan threw that phone at her head. Which she says she alleged. Allegedly. Let me do my job, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Beyonce never asked Michelle for help on the mic. Well, Benzino got back at Coy, and this is what he said. And what I called you for. Yeah, I called you for some money. I made you. You didn't make me. You're right. I called Ray Ray and everybody else. I'm supposed to. Who the fuck else am I supposed to call? What the fuck is the matter with this generation and you kids, man? Y'all are Y'all are Angie knew what she was doing. She don't like me. Angela Yee knew what she was doing. She don't like me. But you had no problem with disrespecting the fucking man that brought you here. I had you. You didn't have me. My career, I did amazing fucking things. Amazing things. I'm proud of what you're doing, but Corey, you ain't done this shit or made the money that I made. You couldn't walk in my fucking Adidas for an hour. How can you get on here and say, that you're a clout, I'm using you for clout. Coy, Coy, your first record was disrespecting me. 
your first record that Universal allowed was you disrespecting your father. And that narrative of me not being there and you was had to come out and sell drugs and you had to overcome all these obstacles. No, 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 you was bad. Your mother sent you down to live with me in Atlanta. You couldn't cope with that because I wasn't going for the shit that she goes for and went for. So I don't know if there was some uh, anger because of that, but that's all, I, that's all how I knew to be a father. What I went through, like I represent a lot of in that town, in Roxbury, in Dorchester. But I can't let you come on the internet and ruin my reputation. How are you a clout kid? How am I using you for clout when I'm your storyline since day one? I thought it was over with. I thought after Rolling Loud, which you, you treated me like I was one of the fucking uh, stagehands. It ain't no secret I'm not doing as better than I was, but I don't give a I don't care about it. That's not what it is about me. Money didn't make me. I've had millions, and I've spent it on you, your mother, your, your, your um, two older brothers, Taj, and your um, uncle, Jason. Shout, that's my heart, paralyzed. I took care of everybody, and you knew that. Since no more parties, you've been using me as your storyline, and you're still doing it. You're talking about your truth. That's not your truth. I, I struggled, I sacrificed, I sold drugs, so you didn't have to. And I know that sounds cliche-ish, but in this case, that's how it happened. And your mother's not gonna get on here and defend me because you take care of her. You can tell me I've survived everything, but I'm gonna let my daughter take me down? It ain't gonna happen, CC. So either way, I, it's too much for me, I'm done. Are you done? Keep us out the group chat. Keep us out the group. We can we cannot afford to be in another group chat at Hollywood Lot because we're already in one. But either way, I just really feel like Koi should be able to be successful. Now, Koi, I will tell you where you're making mistakes is you know you trying to be a thug on the end, calling daddy and everybody else to come have your back when you get in yourself in hot water uh, with the people or the media. You know, um, and if you do want to continue to rise, you need to do shows like the Jason Lee Show. You need to go over to the other platforms because the culture is going to be the one that has your back when you want to uh, have people push your agenda. As of right now, this is all just a family matter that needs to go right off social media. Wishing you all the best. I'm sure we'll see both of your nipples soon. Bye. All right. Now, we all know. We all know. Don't we know everything? We tired of this, too. Did you ever think you would know this much about Will and Jada? No. I never thought that Jada would go down this bad. Because people don't like her right now. You don't think so? Uh-uh. I think They're Jada's on the men. But let's get into it, okay? Now, Will and Jada, as you know, Will dropped a, a, a autobiography some time ago. I forgot what it's called. Maybe it's a Will to Stand. I don't know. And then uh, Jada, she recently just dropped one. Oh, it's called Will. It's called Will. <laughs> what is Jada's new book called again? Worthy, right? Worthy. Okay, mm -hmm. well, she believed we were all worthy of knowing everything, from Tupac having alopecia to Will Smith and when he slapped <laughs> the man on the stage at the Oscars, the fact that they haven't been sleeping together for seven years and now that they're back together because after he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, it made her fall back in love with him again, even <laughs> though her entanglement, I mean, she just know a lot. She did drugs with her son. She almost killed herself off the side of a cliff. Well, now there's a story out there that Dwayne Martin was pumping it up. 
Literally. Now, there's been rumors for years. By the way, I know Dwayne Martin, so I just want to be very clear. Dwayne, don't call me. And Tisha Campbell, don't call. Well, you can call me, but, you know, tell me if I know if I know what I'm talking about. There's been rumors for years, and they've been unconfirmed, that Will Smith and Dwayne Martin... Allegedly. ...were humping around. <laughs> what? You can laugh. No, I have... The <laughs> you can laugh. I have the visual that the guy, you know, bent over, say he murdered it. Listen... There's been rumors for years. We've heard all these rumors. And we've heard that, you know, even allegations. Allegedly. That the reason why Dwayne Martin and Tisha Campbell didn't work out, besides the fact that there were financial issues and all that, was that his heart belonged to Big Willie. Okay? <laughs> and we knew that they were business partners. But but now there's there, there's conversation from the inside that they may have become closer than just friends. Just the two of us, okay? <laughs> we can make it if we try. <laughs> well, Will, like Will and his wife Jada Pinkett Smith and Dwayne met. They met on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air set back in 1993. They quickly formed a bromance. They even worked together on the sitcom All of Us, which Dwayne starred in. And Will and Jada created based on their relationship. Well, as rumors swirled, things hit the fan. While he learned in 2018 that Will tried to save Dwayne from legal trouble uh, with a $1.5 million loan, which was discovered after his wife, Tisha Campbell, filed for divorce after nearly three decades of marriage. Here's a picture of Tisha and Dwayne during happier times. Now, they, damn, he looking like, oh, she going to find out about the money. <laughs> well, either way, this was them during happier times. Now, six years before Tisha and Dwayne's divorce, she actually addressed Will and Dwayne rumors. And this was a photo of Tisha's tweet on Will and Dwayne. Usually I ignore ne negativity, but I'm tired of the media attacking the Smiths. They are amazing couple. Uh, and I wish people would stop perpetuating lies and leave them alone. She didn't say it wasn't true. She just said they were nice people, leave it alone. Well, she did say they were lies, but whatever. Despite all of the damage control throughout the years, the rumors kept on coming, including claims that Will and Dwayne took several vacations together leaving their wives at home. Now, here's a photo of Will on Will and uh, Dwayne on vacation. Oh. I mean, I don't think you should have a, a big Willie shirt on. Well, either way, they look like they were friends on a vacation. I got photos with me and my friends on vacation, and I may have my arm around one, two, or three. It doesn't mean that... <laughs> well, it could. Now, Jada's been keeping the news cycle spinning with her book, Worthy, uh, and talking about it everywhere. Well, another character has now entered the conversation, and this man's name is Bilal. Now, he said that he's a former friend and assistant to Will, and also claims that he caught him with Dwayne, and this is what he said. I'm literally going to read what he said, and I'm going to let the camera do a split screen between me and Marina for reaction. I opened the door to Dwayne's rest dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne having anal sex with Will. <laughs> there was a couch, and Will was bent over the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him, murdering him. It was murder in there. We 
murdering him? So basically what, he, what you're insinuating is that Will was a power bottom and that Dwayne was the undertaker <laughs> and that Dwayne was working his set. Well, here's a photo of Will and Bilal. Them glasses make him look like a lie, though. I mean... That look like who Krishan just allegedly punched, but... Who? Uh, not you said that looks like James Wright <laughs> Chanel. After the claim went viral, a rep for Will told TMZ that this story is completely fabricated and the claim is unequivocally false. Now, the rep also claimed that Will is considering taking legal action. And then Jada just stopped by the Breakfast Club and talked to my friend uh, Charlemagne and Envy about it. And this is what she said. How does it feel in 2023 to still have those same rumors out about people you love, like Will and Dwayne? I know. It's ridiculous, right? Um, and it's nonsense. And this is a person that tried a, a shakedown, a money shakedown that didn't work. We're going to take legal action. Um, because it's one thing to have your opinion about somebody versus just making up salacious, malicious stories. Mm -hmm. So that's actionable. So we're going to roll with that. There was a money shakedown prior? Oh, yeah. There was a money shakedown. Oh, he tried to extort you before? Like well, it's, it's based around this person's idea that they in some way were doing business around Will's book and that they spent money or what have you and that they needed to be compensated. So he already tried to do this money shakedown. Mm -hmm. um, Will was willing to give him a certain amount or what have you, and he didn't take it. So this whole situation is based on that. Mm. Give him a certain amount. Why, though? Just Well, be, be, because of some business that they had. And I don't mm -hmm. know the complete details about mm -hmm. it, but that's about to come out because, like I told you, about to take legal action. Mm -hmm. You should. Yeah, no, we are. And how's Will dealing with it? You know, with oh, Will. Here's one good thing about Will. Will's always gonna find the funny. I figured that. Yeah, he's always gonna find the funny. You know what I'm saying? And so y'all laughed at the, the the murder, murder, kill, kill. We part? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you have to you have to because it's absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And so all you have is is you just gotta laugh about it. You know. And it's unfortunate because... Did he ask you, like, do I look like I give off bottom energy? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, do you believe this shit? You know, but we just laughed about it. Charlamagne, did you really ask that question? Yeah, because that's what I would have asked. <laughs> I mean... We've all heard stuff. And this is the thing that I will say, right? Because I can't say, okay, let me break down a couple of things. In media, you cannot say things happen that you can't prove, right? Mm -hmm. So like if I say Jada Pinkett is embarrassing Will Smith to the point to where he's going to crash out talking about alopecia and Tupac and this and that, that's stuff that she did I can talk about. Mm -hmm. But if I go and say that Will Smith and Dwayne Martin were on a road trip and stopped in Taco Bell and he just chalupa'd his asshole. Right. There's no proof of that. Even if he did. Even if he wrapped that thing in a chimichanga and, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't prove it. 
So you have to be careful. And I think in this scenario, this person that told the story told it on a platform with a trash bag that we all know has been sued and lost for housing lies and spewing lies, right? Um, we all know that where that person went is not a credible source. And we know that person has had a legal history with being sued for and, and, and losing a lawsuit for lying to say an incident happened that they have no proof of. So it's questionable. And I think that in this case, um, you know, Jada knows that she has all the right boundaries to say that they've never done anything. That said, the rumors are getting louder and louder and louder because you're saying publicly that you want to have these memoirs and these conversations about real life moments with you and Will Smith, but people are still talking about things that they've heard happen. And unless you have a video of Will bent over a couch. <laughs> getting murdered. Getting murdered is so graphic. When you heard that, what did you, what, like, what was this murder scene in your head? Was it like. Aggressive pounding. I just imagine his cheeks getting clapped out, bent over the couch. Big bottom Willie. Purr. That's what I envision. Now, hypothetically speaking, not from a fact-based standpoint, because I don't want to get sued, um, would Will be like a, a bottom that moaned? Mm. Or would it be like, you know, I am legend? Yeah, it's like... Independence Day. Yes. Like, yeah. I imagine him being like, yes. Mm. Come on. Come on. I wonder like if that. any of the robots in iRobot were gay. <laughs> they were they them. <laughs> the robots don't have a gender. They had no pronouns. Well, Jada went on The Breakfast Club, which, by the way, I think her going on The Breakfast Club um, is rounding out her tour in a well way because she's staying to the culture. Even if she doesn't come to the Jason Lee show, which she should, you know, at, at least she's going to the culture and, and having these conversations. And I love the fact that she's pulling up and being open about conversations that are uncomfortable. Um, now, after Will's rep and Jada spoke out, sources close to uh, Dwayne told TMZ that Dwayne has no plans to publicly respond to the claims since they're so ridiculous. Mm. I love a good bottom that don't talk when they ain't supposed to. Well, he's the top in this situation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you who else is on top of this, Cardi B. Not in the way you're thinking. She's speaking <laughs> out in defense of the salacious sex claims against Will. And this is what Cardi said. I got fooled a couple of weeks ago. Was it a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. My time has been fucked up. I don't like how I was fooled a couple of weeks ago. Some people just never change. Never, never, never change. And you want to know something? I don't like that shit. I don't like what people be doing to Will Smith. I be feeling like Will Smith is very unproblematic. And I feel like he got like a nice heart. And that's the thing. I found out that Will Smith is a Libra. I always said this, like Libras, we be getting tried, we be getting tried. And then when we outburst, we outburst so fucking heavy that we become the, the ones in the wrong. Because when we, when we throw that outburst after we get so much, our, we, we go so crazy that people be like, oh my God, what the fuck? Oh, this bitch is rich. Our, we we go so crazy that people be like, oh my God, what the fuck? Oh, this bitch is really crazy. Oh, this nigga is fucking crazy for real. And I feel like y'all doing that to Will Smith. 
And I don't like that some people never fucking change. I'm so tired of people picking on that man. Dead ass. And like, I feel like, I'm not, it's not even, uh, your job as a journalist, you should, you should like be able to detect whether somebody is bullshitting or not. Because anybody could say something about anybody. Look what happened to me in 2018 when a bitch that I never, that I don't even, I, I didn't even know her fucking name was saying that she know me, that she did, she went to my house. Anybody could say a fucking fake-ass story about you and fucking fake-ass believe it. So it should be your job to detect whether something is is a lie or not or, like, to have any type of proof, any type of evidence. And it's so fucked up that, like, somebody could put something so, so fucking salacious out and not think about, like, oh, well... I really you remember here on the Jason Lee podcast, it was episode 19. If you need to go find a receipt, I told you and I told Cardi that the woman, the trash bag I spoke of would not change because remember Cardi was in her feelings as a mom, you know, feeling sorry for the trash bag uh, who, you know, lost everything, even though she just paid Hazel E for an interview today. How you pay Hazel E for an interview, but you ain't paid Cardi B her money back. Don't think I didn't tell Big Barty. Well, either way, this is what I said about the whole situation. Don't think that I'm like these this like this type of person that is like, oh, she's so nice. Like Cardi's such a nice person. Cause bitch, I could get real fucking nasty. Now that's coming uh, because people are saying they believe that Cardi's going to withdraw the uh the judgment against Tasha K. You withdraw that judgment against Tasha K, and I don't care what reason you do it. Oh, yes, she has mental health issues. That never came up during court. She never had a doctor come and testify that she had mental health issues, depression. She wasn't suffering from shit until she lost $4 million. You, This person was a proven liar. You proved it in court. And so if you believe the liar and take away the consequence, you're a fucking fool. And I love you. And that's coming from the heart. But every gay person that she said has AIDS, everybody that you got to get behind you in that fight, there will be no understanding whatsoever, and we will think you have lost your mind. You will lose so much support, and the people that you think are riding for you when you're on the side of what's right will absolutely turn against you. I won't be able to stand in support of that because we invested as a person of the media who had to defend you when you went after somebody that has free speech, who used free speech, abused it. For people who rode for you when you went through the ups and downs, privately and publicly, with her. Your husband, who's having a phenomenal rollout of his project right now, who had to endure being labeled somebody that wasn't the father of his own child. Your child for having to endure rumors before they were even grown enough to understand what rumors meant that they had an STD. And your father, who you've protected on camera from fans or people attacking him, being labeled a pedophile. I'm sorry. Ain't no, ain't no therapy Charlemagne has had that would make me see the light at the end of that tunnel. And you don't have to have hate in your heart to forgive somebody. You can forgive somebody. And if you want to forgive her for her stuff and wish her 
uh, a well-being great. But removing the lawsuit, lifting that, what do you get from it? You, lo- you will lose everything from that. Mark my words. Do what you want. Not my lawsuit. Not my lawsuit. But we'll be covering, we'll be talking about it. I never lie. I never lie. I never lie. And that's my opinion. I stand on it. And I'm glad that Barty, uh, you know, got out of her feelings, trying to show love to a trash bag. And uh, now I hope that Jada Pinkett Smith does the right job in finishing it off. Because I also feel like, you know, that trash was housed on a platform that still has not been held accountable, that they know this person is a very toxic, lying creator. Not to mention there's allegations that the trash bag coerced somebody into lying about a man raping them. Oh, yeah, that story may come out soon. Well, let me show you who I'm standing with. Take a look at this picture. (laughs) Big Willie. All right, enough of that. Bye. This show is too much. <laughs> My girl Kiki is in the news, um, and she's calling her baby daddy, uh, Darius. Allegedly. Abusive. Now, Kiki and her son's father, Darius Jackson, set the internet on fire. I don't know where you've been, but last week, baby, we were all glued in watching what was happening, especially when Radar Online broke the news in photos, uh, shocking everybody. Uh, that she filed for full custody of their eight-month-year-old son, Leotis. Now, here's a photo of the family during happier times. Uh, this is the mom, the dad, and the, oh, cute little baby. Well, this photo wasn't enough to keep them together because Kiki and Darius had quietly been on and off for years and then popped out exclusively when Leo was born in February. Five months later in July, we saw things get rocky when Usher serenaded Kiki at the concert, sparking uh, a questionable response from Darius, and this is what he said. We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others, and he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals. To what I believe, I rest my case. Well... Darius left social media after that, and Kiki was outside. And we thought that they had broke up. I even text Kiki, thinking of you. Then a month later, they popped back into our lives, celebrating Kiki's birthday in late August. And she told us to mind our own business, even though we tried to, until she filed for divorce. And now here we are. And she filed for full custody and a restraining order. Now, in the restraining order, the T... Did you get into this, D? Mm, you haven't been following it? I have, but not into the restraining order. She filed this restraining order against Darius. And in the filing, Kiki said that on November 5th, which is my sister's good old birthday, <laughs> Darius trespassed into her home without her knowledge or consent and threatened her and lunged after her, throwing her over a couch and stealing her phone. And that uh, she also alleged that there were many, many other instances of physical violence that included him destroying her personal property, throwing her belongings into the street, like her car keys to prevent her from leaving, which is holding somebody hostage, which is a big crime. He spewed profanities about her in front of their son, hit her in front of their son. I'm going to say it allegedly. Allegedly. And even threatened to kill herself with a gun if she ever left him. Now, Kiki included several screenshots of the alleged abuse. Now, here's some of the photos. These were posted everywhere. You could see Kiki on the ground and him being over her. The photos went viral. And then Darius, of course, went to social media and he posted this. 
I love you, son. See you soon. Ew. Why you say that? It's just so weird. Like, you are the perpetrator, not the victim, weirdo. Well, let's say. Allegedly. Allegedly, in all fairness, because we don't know. We know. Kiki would never. We rise at dawn for Kiki. Darius's brother, insecure actor Saronis Jackson, entered the chat with a post and delete, and this is what he posted, and baby, it started a whole bunch of mess. Take a look. The most disgusting, vile, abusive, manipulative person I have ever encountered in my entire life. Abuses almost everyone. Y'all will see. Just send positive energy to the babies. Any child in the middle of something like this does not deserve it at all. Wow. So damn sad. Now, we all know that Sharon, Kiki's mom, loves her. I've known Sharon for years. And Sharon has more recently been on the podcast mm-hmm. with Darius and Kiki and has been more visible on that show that Kiki has over there. I think on Kiki on Key TV. Mm-hmm. Well, Sharon Palmer chimed in, calling Saronis an abusive person, including his brother Darius. This is what she said. Look, I've never done anything like this. I've been in this business for 22 years. I've seen a lot of stuff, but this is this is I I can't help myself. For Sharonis Jackson to post on his Twitter, uh the ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharona's over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter. And he said, uh, well, I used to be like that too. What? So now he's posting on Twitter like he's this uh, special guy. When We know he's the biggest fuck boy in Hollywood. He's disrespectful to women, just like his little brother. He taught his brother how to be abusive. So he don't get to act like he's this special guy. No, you're a fuck boy and you're a part of the problem. Saron has denied Sharon's claims and then he went and said that all the threats she made against his family would soon be made public. But before that happened, Saronis's tea got spilled and his closets came falling all the way out the closet when his daughter's mother, what? <laughs> and his insecure co-star Dominique Perry spoke out. This is what Dominique, well, there's a photo. Let me show you a photo of Dominique and Saronis first and the daughter. This is them during happier times. Well, Dominique, she took to her Instagram about Kiki's situation and said that she too will be, quote, vindicated in God's timing. This is what she said. I'm not reading all that, but just take a look. We need to get Jeopardy music. Okay, read that, okay? But basically, she said that she's not at the highest level of her platform yet, but that she too will be fine and vindicated, which means one day her story will be told, probably on Lifetime or in a Stars Project. Well, either way, the next day, we learned that Saronis was embroiled in his own bitter custody battle with Dominique, also alleging that he's been emotionally volatile and intimidating. Now, like his older brother, Darius denies all abuse claims and sources close to him said that things went left when he went to Kiki's house to pick up his son and the son wasn't there. And as Kiki fought Darius, her mom was on the phone and she eventually had this to say. You motherfucker. Where's my baby? You better, you better watch out. Where's... You might get a bullet in your motherfucker, you motherfucker. Period. Why do you say that? Because she's from Chicago, too. I love Mama Sharon. Yeah, but Chicago has the highest murder rate. So well, Chicago's not the best example for why this comment was wrong or not not problematic. It's Sorry. Well, listen, you know, we're getting all of this in bits and pieces, right? Like, let me play both sides here, even though 
you know, it's not the popular thing to do. We're seeing the mom and Kiki, who are very revered and, and respected in the industry, come out and say one thing. And it's very hard to go against Kiki because the thing about Kiki, what you see is what you get. On the other hand, we're not there to know what either are getting. And we don't know what's happening with Darius and Kiki and the baby and the mamas because all the mamas are sounding off. Well, people close to Darius and Kiki, uh, a, a source then said that Darius and Kiki started fighting over her phone, which is what we see in the photo, which is a screenshot. We don't get to see it begin or end, so we don't know how it happened. Um, and the, that's where Kiki was laid over the couch. But then the text between Darius's mother and Kiki's mother dropped on social media, and then now here we are back in another family group chat. Take a look. So the mom, Darius's mom, is saying, Hi, Sharon, how are you? I've tried not to get involved in my son's personal business, but I heard that you are going to put a bullet in my son's head. Well, then now we have to involve the authorities because you don't respect or value yourself, and I can see not my son's life. You might have to kill all of us. I will follow a police report on you. She said, Kiki's mom, Sharon, said, Please do not contact me with this ridiculous childish behavior. Your son choked his own sister. Deal with his anger issues. If he attacks my daughter in her own home where she pays the bills, he is trespassing and anything can happen so he should stay away. You should be very ashamed to have raised a man who fights women. Well, baby, I don't have the... I don't have the... Um, the uh, buzzer, you know, the, the boxing mm -hmm. bells, which we need to, but gloves are off. The mamas are fighting. They're fighting. The brother's in it. Now his uh, ex-girlfriend, baby mama's in there. And here we are in another family text group, group chat that we don't want to be a part of. Now, Ms. Sharon is threatening legal action after Darius recorded her without her consent, which in California is illegal. Both parties mm -hmm. can't live in California and secretly record somebody because I tried to do that before my attorney told me they can't. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, somebody trying me, of course I'm going to record them. <laughs> well, um, now Kiki's been granted sole custody of the son, plus a temporary restraining order against Darius, who was ordered to give his handgun up as well and keep 100 yards from Kiki and their son. Look, what I will say is that nothing good is going to come out of this. I did text Kiki because that's who I know. I don't know Darius. I've met him a few times, but, you know, I just text her to see how she is. Kiki is really beloved in the industry, and she's not problematic. You don't see her getting caught up in a whole bunch of mess. And we all know that relationships do get really um, dicey. You remember on the show, the Jason Lee show, she said that he was an Aquarius. And at that point, we said Aquarius men are problematic. And clearly, we were right you know, from our opinion and where they are right now. Not to say that he did anything or not, but I mean, he's an Aquarius, so more than likely he did. Um, and the sad part now is that she was giving advice to Krishan about how to deal with Blueface when she was dealing with her own mess. So maybe she was speaking from a personal perspective because she needed a community to talk about this with. I don't know. Serone is speaking up for his brother. I know he was trying to be a good big brother, but damn, now your mess is out there too. And now you're going to be looking insecure when I see you because you're going to know I know your team. But you also remember Saranis, his brother, was defending Kiki and all other women against Trey Songs when the whole Trey Songs tea got spilled because mm. Saranis says he knows a lot of the girls and he doesn't like Trey because Trey hurts women. But so does his brother. Mm. Allegedly. And so does he. Allegedly. It's the projecting for me. 
Would you want to see Sharon and their mom on a Zeus Network show? I want to see her beat his ass. Why? Because, like, I hate when people try to play victim and they are, the, like, the problem. And Kiki has been, how much, how long has she been in the industry? She said, over 20 years, yeah, I know. For a long time. We've never heard anything bad about her or any, like, problems. She is an unproblematic queen, a mother. And her, this loser gonna try to drag her? I don't like that. You're nothing. You're Kiki daddy, Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. And not the other way around. Well, you're also Saronis Jackson's brother. No one even knows who he is. But but is that all his fault? Because that's who Kiki chose. And you know what's crazy is when Kiki came to the Steve Harvey show, like in 2019, he was like, I'm trying to give you game. Like, I don't like your taste in guys. And he was like, I'm trying to hook you up. And she was like, no, I like somebody who's just out the way, quiet. I don't like somebody famous. Uncle Steve was trying to help Kiki. I mean, well, he's not quiet now. Yeah, this nope. is just going to get messy. Um, and yes. and there's a kid involved, and that's the crazy part. And you know what? <laughs> Darius now has a platform, so he can talk about her anytime he wants, and it's going to end up online because she gave him the platform. They do anything for clout. Mm. This is so sad and embarrassing. I do want to see that video, though. I think screenshots can be manipulated. I'm not saying that Kiki did that, but seeing a screenshot of somebody laying over a couch doesn't show me anything other than that. I need to see the full thing. I want to see why was she laying over the couch? What did he take from her? Was he trying to leave? Because some women, when you're trying to leave, they're trying to hold on to your feet mm -hmm. and all that. I don't know if that was the case. But either way, damn, Darius, you messed up, bro. I just hope that everything is going to be okay with Kiki and Kid. Because ultimately, we love you, Kiki. Darius, if you have an anger issue, please get help. Because this ain't a good look. And I hope that you don't do anything for your, to yourself. You know, he did, uh, well, there's threats that he would kill himself, allegedly, not to say that he's going to do it. But, I mean, we don't want to see that either. Mm -hmm. Because no nothing good comes out of him hurting himself and leaving his child behind without a father. Or Kiki um, staying in a relationship that's domestically violent. Damn, Kiki, that face is beat. And beat. damn, Darius, you were cute. I can't look at you the same. Come on. Didn't you just say people would do anything for clout? Mm -hmm. And I stand by it. Krishan. This is our Krishan right here. And this is our Tamar. Now, I'm telling you right now, let me go ahead and set this up by being very clear. Somebody's going to be mad because I'm just going to do my job and say what I think. Now, as a disclaimer, I know Tamar and Tamar and I have been through it because she says, and she was right, that I've dropped tea publicly, that we talked about privately because we talked so much. I didn't know what was private and public or whatever. And at times I feel like celebrities send me stuff to get me going, knowing that I got a job to do. I can't ignore shit. That's why I don't remember anything, because what you see, what you get from me. Well, I love Tamar. You know, we made up recently on Celeb Squares, which I don't know when it comes out. And then, of course, you know, we love Krishan here at the Jason Lee Show and Hollywood Unlocked. And I've talked to this girl almost every other day, but I talk to her, too, all the time. Both of them are in trouble, because they both are in the news. But it's going to be interesting what I share, because I talk to both. And I've been watching it all. Right when we thought that Krishan turned a new leaf after having the baby, leaving Blueface, coming on the Jason Lee Show, having an amazing interview that's almost at 4 million views, she found herself back in the headlines. Now, this time, she's in the news, and it involves Tamar and her team. Now, this is where 
I will tell you, before these headlines even happened, I side-eyed social media like this. Because I didn't understand it. Why is Tamar Braxton, from the Braxton family values, from the Tony Braxtons and Evelyn Braxtons of the world, who we love, a family that is iconic to music and hip-hop, or iconic to music and R&B and television, hanging out with a viral sensation who's on her rise, who has the motion, and who is the clout. Why are they hanging out? It just, I've never had a conversation with Tamar about Krishan. I've never had a conversation with Krishan about Tamar. And this just didn't seem like a pairing that made sense to me. When I saw Krishan twerking on the Love and War leader's Instagram, I was like, what the hell is that? But you know, I mind my business from a distance. I do like this like everybody else, and wait for my team to post it on Hollywood Unlocked. Because Keisha and them don't care about none of y'all the way I do. Keisha's a savage. So is Ariella and all the other team. They don't care. They post whatever they want. Well, come to find out, Tamar invited Krishan to her show in LA. Now, Tamar invited me as well, but I couldn't go because I, I had to fly out of town somewhere or something. Well, Tamar has a right-hand man named LaTroy Davis. Now, I will tell you, when me and Tamar fell out, LaTroy approached me at a party asking me what was going on. And I told him, I'm not about to have no conversation with you because what I have for Tamar ain't for you. But what I will say, I will credit him. You know, LaTroy has always been a nice guy. He was sticking up for his friend. And I love that about that. When you have a celebrity who's in this business, getting attacked or going through things, you want to have people that you know you can count on who are going to have your back. And LaTroy, I will tell you, is her right hand. He's even the person responsible for booking her on the Jason Lee show. And by the way, Tamar, I'm going to give you your flowers because you became the most booked and canceled guest on my show. Now, those aren't the flowers that you typically want to get, but that's all we got to give because you ain't been here to get the real ones. Now, LaTroy has defended Tamar and sticks up for her, and I love that for her. Well, a lot went down at the concert. Now, everybody knows that the Love and War singer has hits, and baby, there was a hit that night that nobody saw coming, and it was when they accused Krishan, LaTroy did, of punching Tamar singer James Wright Chanel. Now, let me show you a photo of LaTroy blasting Krishan over James. Y'all need to stop rewarding bad behavior and bad people. I'm so disgusted. Krishan came to my show, Tamar show. Put it back. And assaulted James. She hit James in his mouth. She's disgusting. She deserves the way everybody treats her. She is trash. That ghetto hip hop trash girl should have never been there. She's the bottom of the barrel. I'm so sorry for anyone who had to witness that trash tonight. She ruined an amazing night, and I'm gonna make sure she goes to jail. I hope everything bad that's supposed to happen to her does. Well, y'all invited that trash girl. And that goes back to my earlier comment. What is she doing with she, especially if he don't believe she should have been there? But then he posted this video. Take a look. Whoever want to get mad at me can get mad at me. Y'all got to stop. First of all, let me tell you about this ghetto, disgusting gutter butt. 
I don't even want to call her a girl. First of all, she's trash. She should have never been at my show. So she come to Tamar concert, which I planned, and I will say that, um, drunk with a thousand people, smelling like weed, looking dumb, okay? And so she, apparently she makes music. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? And apparently she wanted to drop a beat. So she was mad that she didn't get to perform. I didn't know she was a performer. And even if I did know she was a performer, she was not getting on the stage that everybody has worked their ass off to, to make. So she caught, first of all, y'all see the video. She was up there, a drunk fool. Okay. She. Now, this is a video before the incident where Krishan was looking a little turn. Take a look. Well, this is my baby, 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 baby. It's a water boy. Yeah, like this, bitch. Yeah, like this, bitch. My nigga, you see this? Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. 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 So, where the lights at? Can you turn the bitches off? Oh, bitch. Up. Hi, the lights. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Shit. Krishan was being Krishan. She showed up being exactly who y'all knew you invited, don't you think? I mean, that's Krishan. You get what you get. And and look, y'all be in the comments saying you don't know how I handle Krishan because I let her be herself. I invite who I want to see at the show. Uh, well, responding to LaTroy in his comments, um, Krishan went live and she had this to say. So this is a narrative. I had a great time. Thank you, Tamar, for bringing me out. It was beautiful. Um, I don't know what was communicated or what was plotted against me, but I was supposed to perform. So I'm just like, I don't know. The more famous I get, the more tricky this shit get like usually when i get invited out to perform a show i let you say like oh yeah okay you're gonna perform after this set blah blah like sexy red glorilla like not like that but i've been brought out before and i know how it goes a certain way um i did have a team there uh but it wasn't like it was in her room together i went alone and stuff so uh yeah, you saw how I was on live. I was by myself. I wasn't with my team. My team was outside waiting. Just waiting until, I don't know, it was time to work, you know? So that's what that happened. All this other false narrative thing, this happened. She did that. I don't know what that, I don't know. I think it's just a club chasing thing. So honestly, I have to start protecting my name when I, I don't know. I don't know how you situations like that so um nothing to do with tamar uh it was some other shit like the guy that's talking talking about he put it together he didn't put any 
came together and I never talked to him. Um, I directly talked to Tamar. She communicated that I could come out and that was it. Now, Chris, I talked to Krishan and Krishan told me that she was invited to pop out with Tamar, to come out with Tamar. Um, now, there's rumors online that they wanted her to come and twerk to her song, but why would you why would you invite an artist to come out to twerk to her song? Like, why why would you invite an artist that you don't know, who's never hung out with you, to come out to your show and twerk? That just didn't make any sense to me. And then she said, and this is what Krishan says, she said that Tamar's DJ told her, because she was like, I'm ready to perform, mm -hmm. that, 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 um, that Tamar's DJ told her, Tamar told me not to play your song. Baby. So if you want to play it, you got to tell Tamar to let me know. So she said she turned and yelled Tamar's name and that Tamar allegedly, allegedly. ran off the stage, leaving her out there. Hmm. So she was upset about it. That led her to go in and confront them about it. Now, again, this is Krishan's side. I talked to Tamar. You know, and Tamar's in a weird space because Tamar... She's the star here. This is her show. It's her celebration. They've had a successful run. Great fan, you know, fan energy coming out. And her sister, Toni Braxton, the icon, came out that day in L.A. So it was a big moment that was already planned, which makes you wonder why she needed another big moment. So maybe she didn't. But somebody still booked her, reached out to Krishan. And Tamar told me she brought her out because she reminds her of her and was like a little sister in her head. So she invited her because she wanted to show her love. But not let her perform. But not let her perform. So lots of question marks. And y'all on social media are eating it up either way. Well, LaTroy, so Krishan allegedly went and ran up in the room and had a conversation about it, asked her team to step out, was in her, this is what she said, she was in there by herself, mm -hmm. and that she was approached and there were words exchanged. And then she had to lay them hands, allegedly. Allegedly. We still haven't seen photos of James Wright Chanel. Because they keep describing him as a bloody, broken tooth. I'm just, that he got beat up. But the camera's always flipped around when he's talking on live. We've never seen his face. That could be because he has a bloody mouth and a black eye and a chipped mm. tooth. Or it could be because it's all cap. Well, LaDroy dropped another video um, of Krishan allegedly harassing Tamar's team. And here's the video. Do it. They said y'all wouldn't come. They told us we had to be small rooms. Um, and so we put that body on. They said y'all wouldn't stand up. We'll stay with it. And so we got you this cake, this love award cake. We're so proud of you that you believed in yourself. And that uh, you don't let anybody hold you down. They got pineapple in <laughs> And so, Y'all ain't never been to Tamar's house, but I have, and there's something that's missing at her house on her walls. And so... And he also shared text messages because this is what every celebrity's team would do, is go online every day with receipts about another celebrity, regardless if you want to say she's not. She got the motion. She got the numbers. She's up there. She has a community that rides for her. She has it, or else she wouldn't have been invited to the show. He went and dropped more receipts on social media, and this is the text message to prove uh, that he was the one who set up Krishan to attend. So here he is. He said that she came there with thousands of people. It looks like she came with seven total or six total. And they approved it. And Latroy, you invited her. So 
all this was going on for what? Why was she invited? And why, if she attacked James Rice Chanel, is Latroy unfollowed by Tamar, who still follows Krishan, dropping all these receipts on social media because it all goes back to Tamar. I always say, what would Beyonce do? Beyonce's team wouldn't, Parkwood would be empty if this was happening because this is the star. And I even told Tamar, I'll help y'all resolve this because it's just messy. And I don't, I know you don't want to be a mess because you're still under construction. And she's still in her process. The girl just had a baby a couple months ago. So postpartum's still a thing. She talked about it here on the show. She's trying to find her way all on her own. This didn't help. Deshaun, I mean, Krishan said that it was too much and she was going on a social media break. Then Tamar broke her silence when she was on a break. And this is what Tamar finally said about what happened. Take a look. Um, I wasn't going to say anything out of respect for James and his trauma and what happened um, to him. And when I say what happened to him, he got assaulted um, at my show. Um, and... And it was by Krishan, but um, there was a lot of events that I believe were misconstrued. And so while I'm not going to set out the time and clear every little thing up for everyone, I, I want you to know um, the reason why I decided to say something. Um, number one, I care about my team. They're all of my friends. And we put this all together for the fans. Um, I'm not a clout chaser. I don't. I don't need that. Like my circle is this small. You know, I um, don't have to sell tickets for. You know, like oh, I need to sell tickets. Let me do this. That other. This show has been sold out for a month. Um, I didn't have an opening act. I knew. I didn't need an opening neck because I knew my sister was coming in the middle of the show. Um, and, you know, when you're in different cities, you invite different people. Um, and Krishan was definitely someone that I invited, someone that I, I actually, you know, looked at from afar as like a, a younger sister. She's from Baltimore. Um, I knew that she was rowdy. You know, I, I didn't judge her because of that. You know, I felt for her on, on so many occasions. And I just felt like, oh, this was somebody I wanted to meet to, you know, possibly take under my wing. Because, you know, everybody knows that I don't have the the best. I don't have the best pass. I'm sorry. I have a filter. I washed my face. I look crazy. Okay. Um, you know, and in my journey of being a better person, I wanted people to, you know, accept me for the new person that I was and the only way that they could do that is if I was given an opportunity and so that's really all it was um I didn't call her and be like oh come on and perform on my show um I already knew Tony was planning to perform here at this LA show um she had sent me her number a while ago on a DM and I reached out to her. I'm um, like I said before, like we all have, you know, Christiana is like a little sister to all of us watching her and then watch her make mistakes. We want to help. We want to help. And this is what this Love and War tour has been about. You know, I have called several girls that I didn't, I didn't know Drew Sedora. I didn't know Tiffany Evans. Um, I, I didn't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I didn't know any of them. 
Well, Tamar also said that James was at the dentist getting his Allegedly. new teeth fixed. And he did prove that at the dentist. Take a look. Assumptions of how people feel and what people think they know. I am at the dentist. It has to be fixed, and that's what's happening right now. So don't get online saying what didn't happen. It didn't happen. And no, I'm not going to show my face. My face is beat. If you guys see my face, you can be pissed off. My face is, it's toe up. So right now, I have to get teeth fixed. That's thing. So, um, I'm not going to show my face. But I will show that I'm at the dentist right now. Right now. Getting my teeth fixed. Okay? So... Enough with the, everybody's lying and all that. Enough with that stuff. And I know I was told don't get on live, but I just hate when people have assumptions and they say what they want to say. So, yeah, here we are on live. And like I said, I'm getting my teeth fixed. I was attacked for no reason. The anger of, the, the anger of. We want to be pissed off. We want to see your face. We saw your face when you were singing them song about the patty pies. And James, you know, we love you. I, you know, James, you know I love you. James, you know, you're, you're a Kiki. You and LaTroy. Um, the gays going to support you if they see your face. But it's the fact that we don't see your face, but we see LaTroy's face every day on social media, Bastion Krishan. LaTroy has taken rain, the reign of this thing and in spite of everything and despite whatever she says, because this uh, Tamar is not in control of this at all. I don't know. It was her idea to bring her out or it was Troy's idea to bring her out. And then this all went left. Imagine if Mary J. Blige would have come out and an altercation happened between Mary and LaTroy. They wouldn't be speaking on Mary J. Blige because Tamar... And her whole family would be under fire. If Beyonce came to the show because she wanted to see Beyonce and y'all said something to Beyonce and Beyonce slapped one of you, it'd be a renaissance celebration. But because it's Krishan, that dirty hip-hop gutter trash that you invited to your show who was somewhere, probably should have been minding her business with her baby, who had no business being there with Tamar, she's easy to attack and she's easy to address yet there's no video no photos no nothing james could have been getting a dental plan uh, get a dental cleaning not saying you were but i'm also i need to see a receipt post the photos we need to see a chip tooth busted lips and a side of grits because that's what it is that's what it gives well tamar and james's responses caused krishan to briefly break her so uh, social detox and then she dragged tamar and her whole team take a look Legal action. Here's the thing. Why were there no fucking charges? Here's the thing. Why were there no police? The bitch ain't had no, it's not even that. The bitch ain't fucking didn't have no She said, if I win, why did you show his face? Why didn't you show his face? If you lose, I can't show the dental. Why didn't you show everything? If that was the DJ had all the music. Krishan already had the mic. There's videos now circulating all over YouTube. Where we were already prepared. Right. To perform. It's cool. Man. They need that for their career. It's not cool. Because they don't have one. It's all right. So
Suck my dick, nigga. Go ahead and try to press charges that you can't press. Go ahead and try to file a lawsuit that you can't even file a lawsuit on. You know why? Because I'm that bitch and I'm covered, bro. Covered by God, bro. That's real shit. So everybody that got something to say about it, suck my shit. I swear to God. Y'all already sucking it. Fuck, y'all sucking it too much. I had to take it away. Fuck that. Real shit. Nigga, keep up a while I'm in Atlanta, nigga. Now y'all gonna see how I'm supposed to get brought out. Because that shit was foolish. It's gonna shit on that. Fuck that. Fuck her. Fuck that. Fuck all that shit. Because this is the thing about it, bro. I'm genuine, my nigga. So a lot of people take this Baltimore shit. Man. I know what the fuck y'all trying to do with me. Stop trying to act like it's me. Everybody know what the fuck they doing. They old as shit know what the fuck they doing. Y'all all dried up. Know what the fuck y'all doing, bro. So, all right, when I come back to the IG, I'm only fucking with myself and my son, straight up. Yeah. And then when I, nigga, when I drop my account back, I'm dropping, nigga. And I'm going to pop my shit on that verse, nigga. Fuck out of here. Y'all got me fucked up. Oh, you have mine? And it's cool. You try to embarrass me publicly, like, I deserve that. That's cool. That's real cool. That's real cool. Be safe. That's all I got to say. Over there, fake crime. Be safe. Be safe. Tamar's tour manager, Rob Hatcher, who's a friend, then uh, broke things down for everyone once and for all. Take a look. Tamar was trying to figure out why hadn't Krishan, why didn't Krishan go out during the twerk session? And she's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, Krishan, I, I don't know why she didn't go out. So Krishan breaks down and starts crying. And I felt bad, and the Holy Ghost in me, because I everywhere with me i began to give her a hug and everything like that because i like Krishan. i like her and you know and i was like i don't want to see nobody with their feelings hurt or i don't want nobody feeling some sort of way because there was a big line of miscommunication that took place so i began to try to comfort her and, and hug her and be like no don't cry because it's not that you know what i'm saying we nobody was trying to i don't want you to feel no sort of way and this was just in the dressing room. And this was me, Krishan, and Tamar. Um, David and Mooney come in. They both do makeup. Mooney is a choreographer and he also does makeup. Mooney was saying Krishan was not on the side of the stage. But at this point, Krishan is like, yes, I was on the side of the stage. I was there. And I was like, okay. And I'm, me, I'm trying to calm everybody down. Just let's do this uh, a peaceful conversation because Krishan is upset. She's very upset. And I'm like, okay. I get it, like, um, a few more talking, 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 and then James comes in the room. So at this point, it's me, Krishan, David, Mooney, Tamar, James. James comes in the room and notices that Krishan is upset. By the mirror, Krishan is on the right-hand side. James is right next to her. He was consoling her, and I was literally right next to James. And... Tamar asking James, well, what happened? Why didn't Krishan go out there during the twerk session? And James said, we was looking for her on the side of the stage and she was not on the side of the stage. And Krishan got very upset and she was like, I was on the side of the stage. I was there. Where, where else would I go, man? You lying. Like, that's Cap. I was, I was on the side of the stage. James said, no, no, you, you wasn't. We called for you there. Krishan said, say I, say I wasn't there one more time. Say I wasn't there on the side of the stage one more time. James was like, I'm telling you, we was calling you and you bop, 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 bop. 
I'm like, oh shit. Literally happened just like that. And here I am, like, this girl just hit this boy a couple of times with them big ass rings on her finger. And I'm just like, no, this is not happening. I walked out of the room and I called the police. So in the video that she just made and said, well, why wasn't the police there? Why wasn't this there? And actually to tell the truth, I called, I, we had, there were 28 security guards in that building that day from the Novo security team, 28. I went to the head of security at Novo and I asked them, I said, I need somebody to get up here right now. Somebody has just been assaulted. They asked me questions. They said, who? I said, James. I said, can you call the police? You know what Novo told me? Novo said they cannot call the police. I had to call the police. I went and called 911. You can call 911 are public records. You can call 911. You can check the records. Right after immediately happened, I called 911. It took the police over two hours to get to the Novo. We were, I was not leaving until the police came. Police did come. A police report was reported. This whole incident, this whole incident is horrific. It's crazy. Meanwhile, Tamar and Tommy got into it. Tommy must have been somewhere sipping on a mojito because baby, she went to social media and started beefing with Tommy after she seemingly suggested that Tamar use Krishan to go viral and sell out shows. So Tamar quickly shut that down. Take a look. Before somebody takes my phone, if you on cocaine and your name starts with a T and you never sold out a bag of blow pops, stay silent. God bless y'all. Let me and my team heal from this trauma in peace. Then Tommy clapped back and said this. God addressed me for it to hit Muppet, baby. Nothing a bitch say apply to me, so I don't be on I don't be moved at all. I can't even ask a question without hoes getting in a frenzy. Don't flatter yourself, mama. Be glad I noticed. Well, Tamar dragged Tommy over the Muppet comment. Take a look. So now y'all wanna y'all want me to address out of work reality stars? Never. Me and my Muppet employed ass will keep you on the list if I need a non-fighting cokehead for twenty five hundred. On an episode for one of these shows of mine I'm casting for, we not the same. Go sell some ass for your next hit. I'm finna come out with my next hit. <laughs> and then here's some tweets. Let me hop up off here. I be stressed. I can't pop a bitch through this phone. Y'all will support drama before y'all generally support that hoe. Like I said, bunch of bored ass weirdos talking about a bitch ate that. She gonna read the fuck. Uh, she need to ask how many of y'all got tickets for her tour. I've never been timid or scary, so I don't throw underhanded insults nor jabs. I'm very direct with my shit, so you can't take it for nothing but what it is. A hoe that was Karen on TV because she's the ugly sister better. Shut the fuck up playing with me. Bitch, don't let the people gas you when you know I could send you into a mass depression just based off looks. I ain't even got to speak on your failed marriage and engagement or your tired ass wardrobe. I'm just reporting the news. 
academics had something to say. And it wasn't about Saucy Santana. Because Saucy said he going to fuck him when he see him. <laughs> he had a message for Krishan and schooled her about talent versus cloud. Take a look. Now, this is where we are in the world today. Where a woman thinks that talent means nothing because she got more clout. Listen here, Krishan Rock. You get 70,000 people watching you on Instagram Live. If you really think you that bitch, if you really think you the shit, stop showing up on other people's show. Book your own shit. Stop trying to be a part of somebody else's show. Do your own thing. Because Tamar Braxton is booking shows, and I just looked at her tour now. She's just added some new dates, and they're all sold out. It don't say somebody else is coming out. Don't say somebody else is a feature or opener. It says Tamar fucking Braxton. Since you think you that hot, why is you still performing on other people's show? I seen you in person at Roots Picnic. We were all in that big ass tent. You probably didn't see me because you were walking with that big ass gut. You know whose show you were walking to try to appear on to twerk and perform that garbage ass song? Glorilla. You were with Glorilla then. That's before Glorilla went bad on me. Christian Rock. Clout isn't talent. Cloud is just attention that's usually temporary and it's very fleeting. Because the day they get tired of your bullshit and you stop entertaining and your life stops being a train wreck, they're going to go find the next person to watch their demise. When you hit rock bottom, when you can't go any lower, when you're pretty much tapped out, they're going to move to someone else. So when I hear you keep talking about Tamar Braxton, and it's not about Tamar, it's about any artist using you for your clout. Nigga, shut the fuck up about your clout. Throw a concert your fucking self. What do you what do you make of this? <sighs> Listen, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been posted, but the main thing for me is y'all keep talking about, first of all, and I'm love Krishan, but where's the police report then if she did all of that? Like they're not posting that. They got a lot to say except for that. But the Tommy thing, I was not expecting that drag. Listen, she dragged Tamar for filth. I mean, you know, I don't understand why all these people who are involved, because it really should be between these two and James. If James was hit, it's James' issue to deal with. If there's no police report filed, and Krishan is clearly flying around. She just did the Cam Newton podcast. She's not going to jail or she's not in jail. Mm -hmm. um, and Tamar has no control over her team. They can all go to social media and say whatever they want, which makes you believe that either Tamar is behind it, not saying you are Tamar, but I mean, you have no control over this. You're the star, it's your tour, your name is on the top billing. And we haven't talked about your tour until this moment. So people would say, Krishan is right. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take away from the success that Tamar has because Tam Tamar is the star. She just don't have a star on the wall at the Jason Lee show because she ain't showed up for no interviews. And something Vlad said during the interview stuck with me when I thought about this story today. He said, no matter how many favors you do for celebrities, if they promise you that they're going to do an interview, they're not going to show up. So will we ever see Tamar Braxton here on the Jason Lee show? Maybe, maybe not. Still going to love her, though. Maybe from a distance when she sees this show. Because people that I know don't like me having opinions about them. Shout out to Cardi, who saw the podcast and we talked about uh, her 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 
motherly heart and how she mm -hmm. felt about the trash bag. You know, honesty is what it is. And in this industry, there's not enough for it. I called Tamar and Krishan just as somebody trying to resolve it. And then I gave up when I realized that this star had no control over her team. There are more tweets and more posts and more videos. Just today, LaTroy said he's afraid that Krishan's fans are going to kill him. If something happens to him, like, you know, let everybody know. I, I feel like at this point you're dragging it because you're feeling the clout and mm -hmm. you're feeling the energy and uh, and uh, acknowledgement that you probably don't have outside of internal conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, I pray that this goes away. I love Krishan in a weird way. I You know, I, I'm watching her in her process and I wish the best and I love Tamar and you know in all fairness though Krishan has showed up twice and you haven't almost at 4 million views by the way all right that's it now it's time for my favorite part of the show it's thoughts and prayers Like the great poet Tamar Braxton once said, somebody said every day was going to be sunny skies. Well, I guess somebody lied because they sure did. Because only in love and war will we see family members, in-laws, and close friends fighting each other with the hopes of everybody righting their wrongs and reconciling. Although we will want to see Krishan grow from her mistakes and blossom into a beautiful rose that was grown from the concrete that we all know she can be. Sometimes you can only lead the horse to the water and then walk away. And another thing you can't force a romance that just doesn't work, much the less isn't safe. We all know Kiki doesn't want us all in her business, but when she called out her son's father for alleged abuse with photos, girl, you know we was going to burn the internet down for you. Kiki has always been unproblematic and always felt like our little cousin. So it's no wonder that the internet was ready to go for war. And don't get us started with our own Auntie Sharon. She did what needed to be done to protect her baby. Which is the opposite of what Benzino's been doing to his daughter, Koi. I mean, Benzino, it is the truth. Benzino said it himself that the internet is ruining his life and his family and relationship with his daughter. Benzino, you got to take your own advice and talk to your daughter offline. Now, there's some healing that needs to be done without the internet chiming in every day. Or y'all could even come on the Jason Lee Show together, a.k.a. the Blue Table. No disrespect to Blueface. Hey, Jada. Hell, Jada, we're still waiting on you to pull up. You and Willie. Big old Willie. So we can get to the bottom of things like we need to here, you know. We know y'all saying that Dwayne is just a friend. But there's other things that I want to get into. No shade intended. I know y'all got some more secrets that you haven't shared. Then you probably haven't even put, uh, published in those books. But like Whitney asked herself before checking Sharon, how will I know unless I ask? Or unless y'all pull up to the damn show. That is all I have for you today. Make sure you're following me everywhere on social media and you're following The Jason Lee Show. If you missed this last episode uh, with Carlissa Saffold, um, let me just show you a clip. And this is a moment that none of us can get out of our minds. Take a look. You had said before that you weren't in a rush to see Krishan Jr., but I got a call from Krishan today that said you went over there to go see the kid. The kid. And she said you the showed baby. Up. And she showed up. She said you showed up with all these cameras and wanted to turn it into a, a show thing. As soon as she said no cameras, I said no problem. I've always said she could always call me if she needs something or whatever the case may be. So that was my way of showing them that I will pull up for him what now nine whenever she's ready you know what I'm saying and I've sent her so many messages 
on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I sent her doctors, you know, what can we do? I'll help pay for it. But in regards to him, like when I saw that, I, people don't realize I took a whole day and just sat in my car. Mm -hmm. I sat in the car for a whole day, just researching, looking it up, you know? Jumped the, the right hernia, into mommy hernia, mode. Yes, yes, that flipped me out and I wasn't ready. She was a damn fool. But thank you, Carlissa, for being so honest. You're welcome back anytime. All right, listen, make sure you follow us everywhere on social media. And if you want to reach me, my number is 310-388-6463. And that is it. Stay tuned in. Our next show is DJ Vlad. Uh, but that's going to come after the holiday break because we're going to take some time off. All right? Until then, see you later. Peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.